Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update from the 31st of March, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Let's kick off this edition with some international news. On Wednesday the 23rd, the World Bank's International Center for Settlement of Investment Disputes ordered the Venezuelan government to pay more than 15 billion U.S. dollars in compensation to the conglomerate Grupo Agroinsumos Iberoamericanos. Within this conglomerate is Agroisleña, an agricultural products company that was founded in Venezuela by Spaniards. Agroisleña was expropriated in October 2010, and it did not receive the appropriate compensation. After Russia was disconnected from the SWIFT banking system, the alternatives for maintaining international trade were reduced. On Sunday the 27th, the Russian ambassador in Venezuela, Sergei Melik Bagdasarov, announced that both countries are working to integrate Venezuela into the MIR system. The MIR is a Russian payment system that so far is only accepted in the Russian Federation and in some countries of the Commonwealth of Independent States. Hugo El Pocho Carabajal filed an appeal before the European Court of Human Rights and the Audiencia Nacional of Spain once again suspended his extradition. Carabajal said he is facing, quote, political persecution, unquote, and that's the reason why he is being accused of drug trafficking. On the grounds of this, quote, political persecution, unquote, he has managed to delay his extradition to the United States since 2021. Within the country, the large financial transaction tax became effective on Monday the 28th. This measure seeks to encourage the use of Bolivar as it stipulates a 3% tax on foreign currency payments in cash and international transfers. So far, there are many doubts as to how the tax will be collected since most of the cash registers are not adequate for this purpose. Economic analysts agree that this will only create a new black market in all commercial sectors. The Administrative Service of Identification, Migration and Foreigners is developing an electronic ID card for Venezuelans, and it should be ready this year. Currently, the identity card has a duration of 10 years, and the only information that contains is the citizen's date of birth, identification number, and a photograph. With the electronic ID card, it will be possible to store data such as blood type, means of payment, and medical history. People will be able to use it as a travel document. In addition, it will have a QR code to reduce the risk of forgery and identity theft. Also, the Supreme Court of Justice, without any explanation, announced on its website that the Odebrecht trials were suspended until further notice. These trials were to be held between the 10th and 17th of March. The Odebrecht company left incomplete constructions in Venezuela, such as the new lines of the Caracas subway and a railroad system throughout the country, of which only a few pillars were built. The Brazilian company was at the center of a scandal six years ago for corruption cases involving politicians from 12 Latin American countries. In Venezuela, around 100 million U.S. dollars in bribes were made. 
according to Marcelo Odebrecht, former president of the company who is serving a 19-year sentence in Brazil. However, the attorney general ruled out opening a case against Maduro in Ecuador, Dominican Republic, Brazil and Peru. Officials have been prosecuted and imprisoned for their relations with Odebrecht. Speaking of corruption schemes, a recent journalistic investigation revealed that the Portuguese construction company Teixeira Duarte paid bribes to the Venezuelan government. In exchange, officials would give them contracts to modernize and operate the port of La, La Guaira in northern Venezuela. The major figure implicated in this case would be Jorge Hernández Fernández, businessman and owner of the basketball team Los Guaros de Lara. In 2017, he sent a letter to Teixeira asking for 6% of the revenues that came from the port of La Guaira. In exchange, he offered to secure contracts for the government. On that note about corruption, in our show notes, you'll find the links to a piece that delves into the corruption scheme in Venezuela through the Swiss banks during the, quote, savage years, end quote. Now on to the economic outlook of Venezuela. The Venezuelan central bank began issuing a new investment option called hedged bonds on Monday the 28th. Their purpose is to stimulate the use of bolivars. Hedged bonds are addressed to banks, but any individual or legal entity may obtain them. Each one costs 50,000 bolivars, which is about $11,000. The central bank assures that those who invest in them will be able to recover their investment in less than 60 days. After the increased minimum wage, university workers claimed that the national government had reduced the salary scales. Previously, the salary scale stimulated academic excellence because the remuneration was consonant with the academic trajectory. However, with the recent rise in wages, the salary scales were reduced up to 40%, which violates the organic labor law. We also got some updates on migrants. Due to Argentina's economic situation, Venezuelan migrants who had arrived in the country in previous months and years are migrating again to other countries in the region, looking for better opportunities. So far in 2022, Venezuelans are leading the transit along the Darien route. In previous years, the majority of migrants were Haitians and Cubans. The Darien jungle is a stretch of Central America, known for being very dangerous and for being the only place where the Pan-American highway from Mexico to Argentina is interrupted. The consulate office of the Embassy of Venezuela in Washington, D.C. determined that so far, almost 250,000 illegal Venezuelan immigrants in the United States have applied for a temporary protected status. More than 20% of the applications have been approved, while the rest are in the process of evaluation. So far, only 90 have been rejected. In light of the building of the newspaper El Nacional, going to Diosdado Cabello's hands, a proposal approved on Tuesday 29th in the Spanish Parliament urges the government to defend Venezuela's freedom of press. The proposal was presented by the Conservative Popular Party, or Partido Popular, and seeks to, quote, defend freedom of press and freedom of expression in Venezuela, as well as 
business freedom, which have been systematically violated by the dictatorship of Nicolas Maduro. The commander of the U.S. Southern Command, Laura Richardson, claims that the Maduro government is actively involved in drug trafficking in the region and that Venezuela serves as a safe haven for members of terrorist forces such as the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia. Some news about the coronavirus pandemic. As a result of the progress of the vaccine campaign and decreasing number of COVID-19 cases, the organization Medicines Sans Frontieres will stop operating at the Hospital de Lidice, Hospital de Lidice in Caracas one of the COVID care centers in the Venezuelan capital. Also, as of Monday the 28th, all schools and high schools will maintain a regular attendance schedule, which means students will now go to school every day, every week. And to close this edition, we have two pieces of news that might illustrate the state of progressivism in Venezuela. Dana Castellanos, striker for Venezuela's women's national soccer team and member of Atletico Madrid, announced on Sunday the 27th her engagement to her girlfriend in Spain. Castellanos broke the news on social media by posting a series of photographs where she received supportive comments from her fans. However, the saying, haters gonna hate, may come in handy now since a huge number of detractors claimed that this was a result of allowing women to practice quote-unquote men's sports. Yes, You heard that right, and yes, we are in 2022. Meanwhile, in Venezuela, the first pro-life house was inaugurated in Valencia. This house is founded by a religious organization called No Lo Abortes, Damelo a Mi, which translates into Don't Abort It, Give It To Me. As its name implies, their aim is to prevent women from having abortions. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We want to talk to you. We want to know what you think about our updates. What do you like or hate about them? What would you change? Contact us and give us some feedback. We can schedule a call. We can do this by email or send us a DM. Whatever you want. We really want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima!